0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, November 12, 2023, on the basis of Romans 10, verses 8 through 15. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Why are we doing this? Anybody remember any of those brave Bold, beautiful missionaries from that first meeting over ten years ago at the Legion. If you remember, say, it with me, why are we doing this? To reach the lost. I trust some of you remember. To reach the lost. Actually, it was a little more than ten years ago I double-checked the date of the first meeting in that Legion Hall. It was March twenty-fifth, two 2012. That's 11 and a half years ago now, when just a few brave, bold, beautiful missionaries gathered. We didn't know exactly what we were going to do. We didn't know exactly how we were going to do it. We didn't even know exactly who were going to be the brave, bold, beautiful missionaries. But we knew exactly why we had gathered to reach the lost. If you were one of those first brave bold beautiful missionaries I pray you have never forgotten why to reach the lost. If God has brought a missionary into your life to bring you to good news in the 10 or 11 years since I pray you will never forget why to reach the lost. There's a lot more theology in that statement than just a slogan to reach the lost. All of us are naturally lost. Drowning in our sin with no way to swim out. Covered in the filth and foulness of our failures. And no way to wipe ourselves clean. It took an act of God, which he did. He sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus came to live a perfect life so perfection is ours in the sight of God. And God sent his son Jesus to die on a cross to forgive our failures and our filth and wipe us clean of our foulness in baptism. And Jesus rose to prove those sins are forgiven and prove that we are perfect. Yeah, sorry if you were expecting something different. Then Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus rose. That's the good news you all have been proclaiming for these 10 plus years. That's the good news that has been the focus of these brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news. I I think of the the movie of Dunkirk uh, based on a real historical event from World War II where the Allied troops were trapped on the beaches in France trying to escape across the English Channel and big boats came and small boats came and a lot of them were shot down and the oil and gas of those boats put this slick sheen on the water and many of the sailors' boats were sunk and they were swimming and lost. But the boats that survived had men in them who reached out and pulled up one more. And that soldier, as soon as he had been pulled to the safety of the boat, still dirty and filthy and covered with oil, reached out and pulled in one more. And then he reached out and pulled in one more. And that's what God did for you. He reached out and pulled you out of the filth and foulness of your sins and washed you clean and declared you his child. And you don't need to be perfectly clean before you can reach out to the next lost soul and bring that soul into the safety of salvation in the church of Christ. You know, it's interesting, one of the words that is used to describe the church building is the word nave, which means ship. And Jesus sent a bold, brave, beautiful missionary into your life to reach out to you when you were lost and bring you into the nave of his church. Now, I am well aware that these phrases, be brave, be bold, be who you are, are catchphrases today, and sadly they are often used as cover-ups to affirm sin. We're still going to use those phrases because Jesus said who you are. You are to be brave, and you are bold And you are beautiful in the eyes of God because you bring good news. So be brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news. And keep on being brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news. The word of God in front of us says God richly blesses all who call on his name. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile, between those who have believed for a long time and those who do not yet believe. The Lord wants all to be saved, and he richly blesses all. This word rich in the Bible is interesting. We hear rich and think of money. Usually when the word rich is used in the Bible connected with money, it turns out bad. But when rich is used in spiritual ways, to be rich in faith, to be rich in love or rich in good works or here richly blessed, it's good. And the Lord says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might be saved if they do enough good works, not possibly could be saved if you believe, will certainly be saved. And I trust you don't mind this morning if a few times during the sermon I even mention a few people by name who are living evidence of how God richly blessed the work of the brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news. As I think of Ruth, when our brave, bold missionaries at the very first frolic parade that we ever did handed Ruth a flyer, she called the church and asked if she could join. That was a pretty easy question to answer. Ruth is in heaven now. Isn't that awesome? How God richly blessed the brave, bold, beautiful bringing of the good news. I think of Angela, who heard the good news from one of our missionaries at Good News. And Angela and her children took instruction right about the time we started worship. I think of Marlon. I knocked on his door Saturday morning. I really didn't feel like door knocking. No, I mean, I really, really didn't feel like door knocking that day. And Marlon caught me off guard when he said, I'll be in church on Sunday. He even said, God willing, I will be in church on Sunday. And he was. And he joined. I hope you don't mind me calling you out, Marlon. It's awesome you're here today. Living evidence how God has richly blessed the brave, bold, beautiful bringing of the good news to the souls of Mount Horeb. God richly blesses those who call on his name. But how did Ruth and Angela and Mark, how did they call the name of the Lord? They were brought to faith. How were they brought to faith in Jesus? They heard God's word. How did they hear God's word? Someone loved them enough to preach to them. Oh, I know, preach. It's a naughty word. I hear it all the time. Don't preach at me, pastor. Spare me the sermon, pastor. The time the Bible was written, the the preacher or herald, as he was called in the court of the king, held a high and respected position. Because when he spoke, these were the words of the king. And the preacher or the herald dare not add, subtract, or change the meaning from the words of the king. And so too, as we are brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news, we do not add to God's message, subtract, or change the meaning. We just lay out the good news. Jesus lived, and Jesus died, and Jesus rose. And we know God richly blesses those who are sent. You said right, how can people preach unless they are sent? It was just about 20 brave, bold missionaries, many from Resurrection in Verona, some from St. Andrew in Middleton, who were brave to leave a church they loved, where they had a lot of friends, churches that were doing well and being blessed. But they were bold in bringing the good news to the lost souls of Mount Horeb. And God loved the lost souls of people in Mount Horeb so much that he brought those brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news. And those 20 missionaries, look... Now 200, Is that a loss for resurrection or St. Andrew? Isn't that reaching the lost? Twenty to 200 in 10 years? Because you see, there has never been just one preacher at good news, or one preacher and a vicar. Every believer has been called to preach the good news has been called to be a brave, bold, beautiful bringer of good news. And it was one of those missionaries who brought the good news to Angela. It was one of those missionaries who handed out that flyer to Ruth. I think of another brave, bold missionary, lady in her 70s at the time, we were passing out flyers on a Saturday morning, and I think she already knew because she lived here, and I learned the hard way why it's called Mount Horeb. Mount Horeb? up and down every street no flat place in town and I said Rita are you tired? do you want to take a break? and she said no I want to keep passing out flyers I want our church to grow Rita's in heaven now how happy do you think she would be to see all these missionaries to see her prayer fulfilled how can they preach unless they are sent as it is written How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, there's a lot to unpack there in that statement. Uh, Why don't we start with that word beautiful, since it's up front in the statement. Now, as I was first reading this, I saw the word beautiful and thought, oh, probably going to see a picture of my wife following along here in the Bible, right? Because that's what beautiful means, good to look at. You know, the word beautiful, though, actually has the idea of of timely. Something that happened at just the right time. And it was amazing how God brought those brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news together at just the right time, with just the right gifts. A man whose dad was a pastor. And not just any pastor, but a pastor whose special call was to help new churches get started. I think God Had that worked out ahead of time to be a blessing to good news? Uh, A man was a financial planner. And as we were sitting down to do the very spiritual and extremely exciting work of working out the budget for good news, this man blurted out Pastor, I can't believe how close to God I'm getting and how excited I am to be doing the work of the church. When we were planning the budget, I think of that grade school principal with community connections who was brave and bold in bringing the good news. Remember people who had computer skills, who only lived in Mount Horeb for a short time, but were there right as we were getting worship started and all the music was going to be done through computer. See how beautiful and timely and wonderful that was? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? Did that strike you as odd to call feet beautiful? They're usually not. We typically cover them up twice. And then people walked in sandals on dirt roads. You think the feet were beautiful? What's the point God's making? Well, one, it's the feet that brought the person to go and carry that good news that Jesus lived, Jesus died, and Jesus rose. But there's also recognition of that irony. Feet aren't beautiful, but when feet bring good news, the whole person is beautiful. If you're familiar with the book, Green Eggs and Ham... Right, the guy keeps trying. Why don't you try the green eggs and ham? Oh, that's disgusting. I don't want anything to do with that. But after his persistence, after his bravery and boldness in convincing this gentleman to try, once he tries them, they are so good, he says, I'll try it anywhere. Sam I am it becomes so beautiful to him. And so, in the same way, even the feet, the smelly, stinky, dirty, sweaty feet are beautiful when they bring good news. I know you all have been using this verse, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news as the slogan, the, the key verse for good news. Do you know where the name good news came from? It was another one of these beautiful, timely blessings. We had a retired pastor. who was in our initial group. And as we were discussing what names would be for the new church, we said we want something that's positive, that's biblical, that's simple. That even if you've never been to church before, you would know something positive about this church and it would require no explanation. And when this retired pastor suggested the name, Good News, Lutheran Church, I don't recall a lot of other discussion after that. It's a name that's simple. It's a name that's positive. And you know, now someone copied y'all since But you're the first church in our synod named Good News Lutheran Church. Because you all are brave, bold, beautiful bringers of the good news. So, what's next? Tenth anniversary is not only a time to look back and celebrate the rich blessings God has brought, but it's also a time to look forward. I'm sure some of you have been waiting for me to ask that second question. What's the long-term goal? So you could shout out the answer, start more churches. And you know that's exactly how good news got started in the first place. Resurrection in Verona had literally, literally just finished and dedicated a building addition in Verona, and it was a few days later at the very next council meeting, the congregational chairman asked, so what's next? I was like, dude, can we take a little break? Can we take it easy for a little while? But that was not the answer. The answer is, what's next? Start another church. Reach out to more lost souls to bring them into God's kingdom. And good news was the result of that attitude. What's next? Start more churches. What's next? Reach the lost. Now, I don't know if it'll be Dodgeville, or Black Earth, or somewhere else, but I do know what's next for good news. Reach in the lost. Keep on being brave. Keep on being bold. Keep on being beautiful bringers of the good news. That's what's next. Keep on being brave. Keep on being bold. Keep on being beautiful bringers of good news. Keep on being brave, bold, beautiful bringers of good news.